0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. We have a doozy superstar on the show for you. you guys have heard her before on DA Rockstars, Lori Owens. Jules sits down with her and kind of goes over how to figure this teledentistry thing out, kind of some places exactly where to go to learn more, exactly what type of codes to use, how to help your doctors be able to see those emergency patients um, in a virtual capacity. You're going to love it, so I hope you enjoy Okay, guys, it's time for you to figure out this ordering thing. Either your dentist has not delegated that to you or you already have the task and it's overwhelming. Check out Zen Supplies. They are the next generation of ordering dental supplies in an online platform. It literally is almost like having an Amazon account for your dental office. They are helping DAs save their dentist money and get their time back all the time that you spend looking at products, trying to figure out how much stuff you have, how your budget is going to be allocated, literally it's all in one place. So if your dentist is getting ready to delegate to you and say, you know what, I want you to take this ball and help us with our ordering so that we can get our costs down, make sure that we have the proper supplies and we're not over ordering or under ordering. But just being held accountable and, and giving you the, this master tool that's truly gonna help get you rockstar status. So go check them out: www.zensupplies.com.
1: Well, hello, dental assistant rockstars out there! Today I have Miss Lori Owens of Dev Dent. Right?
2: Have yes.
1: seen it, Dev Dent. Yeah uh and she is a medical dental billing expert she speaks all over the country she helps tons of practices and with all this lack of confusion of teledentistry coming up i thought it would be great to have her on so that you could be able to help your doctors in your practice so welcome laurie
2: hi thanks julie Just so good to be here and just actually talking dentistry again, because being confined, um, I'm in Seattle, where we have the epicenter of a lot of things. You guys are in New York having the first the epicenter of everything. So kind of both realms are at the forefront of what the pandemic that's going on today. And there's just got to be a way for uh, our practices to be able to have some income coming in for services that we're doing. And telehealth is is what they call it. And I think the government has really helped us with this. But just to give you a little background, I've been doing medical billing for the last 18 years, um, in a practice for 15, and then out speaking um, as well as Uh, medical billing for four other dental offices myself uh, for the last three years. So uh, I think it's worthwhile to talk about. We still have people that if if there's, if it's not a true emergency, could we still bill for that exam over um, a phone or a FaceTime or something like that? And I think it's important for us to, to address that subject to see what could we do to bring in some income during this time of no income.
1: So what are you seeing out where someone, okay, their practice is now in this state of kind of confusion and they're kind of, they really don't know what to do besides what they should not do is just completely close up and ignore their patients. But how can they help their patients with communicating with them? What's an emergency? Do you need to come in? Can my doctor FaceTime you? Where should they start? What kind of plan of action should they put in place?
2: That is a great question. So one of the things that that follows true with all telehealth is that the contact must be initiated by the patient. So bear that in mind. They are not looking for you to go track down the people um, to, that right. have emergency. So remember that all, all what makes it valid is that the patient initiates the contact with the practice. Okay. Once the patient initiates the, pr- the contact with the practice, there are several... Um, ways that you can do it, including FaceTime, including Zoom. Um, They're not saying that you have to go get um, one of the telemed accounts and pay money for it when you haven't even made any money. Right. So one of the things they're saying is there's Zoom, there's FaceTime, there's also doxy.me. It's D-O-X-Y dot ME and okay, a great. as well and they will hold your recording to make it all legal the best part is is that they waive the HIPAA requirement as well as relax the the rules and regulations Great. so billing an, an exam um, in telemed is going to be kind of like if it depends on the time period if it's an established patient was it a 5, 10, 15 minute um, tele-appointment. or on the opposite side, a new patient is it a 10, 20, or 30 minute new patient appointment? Going over, you know, getting their health history, gathering all the data that they need to be able to give them somewhat of a diagnosis, whether it is an emergency and we need you to come in, or it's something that I think you could wait on, but this antibiotic is going to help you with this infection because, again. Our goal is, is that we're not sending these people to the emergency room where wow. they're already short staffed and they're already and opening, up, opening our patients up to all these contaminants. And then where did they send them back to? They send them back to us wow. and now we have all this contamination and that's not good for anybody. So utilizing what the, what the Congress and, and, and the president have declared as accessible means to be able to treat patients via um, this kind of communication. Right. It, and the averages I've seen come back is about 80%. Uh, uh, now co- I'm not saying charge $800. That's ridiculous. No, 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 no. But you should charge your exam fee. What oh, your exam fee yeah. is? It's still doctor time? It's still face to face. It's still how, ha- however many, you know, I tell people a 30 minute in my view is going to be like my, um, my, my high, high level, my D0180 because it's more in depth. There's more stuff for the doctor to go through. So thinking about that, the one thing that's really important with medical billing for telehealth is that you're gonna use your 992012 or three, and same with the 211 and 212 and 213, is place of service. Instead, they usually use place of service as 11, but for our telehealth, it needs to be 02 okay when you're billing you're still going to use your nine nine code but your place of service is going to be the zero two the second thing you need is the modifier 95 okay. and that tells them specifically that it was not uh it, they, they might be face to face sometimes it might be over the telephone but it still gives them the telecommunication
1: now um, for, the,
2: others, the, oh, for yeah, those
1: systems that are not knowing what coding is and hopefully their doctors are listening and they will reach to their doctors because maybe their doctors are struggling and just don't know who to talk to so the awesome assistants will hear this podcast and say hey i listened to this it this is all being built through their medical
2: through the medical so you're not utilizing any kind of an exam because believe it or not you're going to build this into dentistry it's still gonna utilize their exam, which makes it even more difficult for the provider because now he has one less exam to be able to help his patients. Okay. So utilizing the telehealth on the, on the medical side okay. is a huge benefit because what if you have to see them again after the pandemic right. is over, and now you'll have that available. Again, one of the great things that they have brought up for telehealth for medical is they're not gonna audit it. Okay. During the time period for March until May, it is not an auditable um, code. Oh, so exams okay. and utilizing the 02 for place of service and the 95 as the specific telemed um, modifier is going to take it off of the table of audit. Now, I'm not saying you should not keep your records. Oh, absolutely. You should. All know you should. <laughs> right. And, it, and it's very bad for you not to. And And so don't think that it's, it's off the table that you don't have to keep records. What they're saying is they've relaxed the rules, they've relaxed the HIPAA, and so they know that telemed right now is vital for keeping the pandemic at bay, so that if we can put, do our part in dentistry, help our patients that come in that reach out to us, like we talked earlier, Jules, mm-hmm. about eight people uh, going to the emergency room right. that we're Because of dentistry, when those patients should have had somewhere to contact or reach out to, and say if this is an emergency or you think it could be an emergency, give us a call so that we can do teleconferencing so that we can help you the best way possible to keep you out of the emergency room and to keep you self-contained. So So when it's so bad,
1: yeah. So when so when the the office starts to bill, they have not done any billing of medical. The form that they need is what form?
2: Is the CMS 1500 version two of 2012. Okay. So
1: and DevDent can provide you a copy uh, of the form or you buy it through somewhere? Uh, We've it. people. If
2: they, they to email me, I can email them a writable of the form. Okay, great. They also file it on Availity as long as they make sure their Availity account is open for medical.
1: Okay. So
2: they get their Availity account open for medical. They could file it directly on Availity, especially for Blue Cross Blue Shield, Cigna, Aetna. Some of the major players are going to. They'll be able to file it on Availity itself. So it's it's not a difficult walk. Um, you're not looking. The reasons why you're going to do this infection. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pain. Pain. those are those are two big reasons why I would do a teledentistry conference if somebody has infection or a bad taste in their mouth or their the area is hot to the touch assistants know all those reasons of why people would call to want to get in right away those it's all based off of symptoms okay not what the doctor actually gives them. It's based off of that chief complaint, what's the major reason of why they're coming in. If they say pain, then I'd use an R52. If they said "jaw pain," I'd use R6884 it specifically says "jaw pain." So I go by whatever the patient says, and you only need one code. It's not something that you're going to have multiple codes for. That one principal reason of why the doctor needs to see them is is viable. Okay.
1: Now, um, the coding, I know uh, you said, what is it called? Availability?
2: Uh Uh-huh. It's availability. A-V-A-I-L-I-T-Y. So a lot of people know availability because they can get their dental EOBs off of it. Okay. Um, But you have to call them to switch you over to medical. Okay. So I would tell them, just say, we're a dental provider completing medical services and they literally will tell you to get out and go back in and now you'll be able to do medical things.
1: Okay, and the say the front office is not in the office at this time, the assistant or whatever team member is there should capture a copy of the medical card yeah. front and back For yes. them so that they can fill out the form properly. Right. Right. Um, does DevDent uh, offer... Uh, YouTube videos on how to fill out that form because that's what's going to be, you know, some assistance or, you know, it might just be the dentist and the assistant and the front team has been sent home because they should not be in the office anyways. There's
2: actually, if you go to NUCC.org, mm-hmm. they will take you box by box.
1: Great. That's good
2: to know. NUCC.org, and you'll go box to box and go through every box on that claim form so that if you have a question or concern, uh, uh, that's, I, have, I have all of the rules downloaded every, on my laptop so that in case I ever forget mm-hmm. what a specific box is for, I can go back to it. But th- that's the best resource um, that I would recommend they go to.
1: Okay. So it, so as they move along through the, the progression of teledentistry, what are some do's and don'ts that they should be doing that's really important and some don'ting that, yeah, don't do that?
2: Yeah, some don'ting is, uh, you know, don't, don't let the, even though assistants are brilliant and they know a lot about their patients, don't assume that, that you giving them a prescription is okay. Even though the r- rules are relaxed and everything else, it's not our call, right. There's not, it's not our job, as well as you could get into some big trouble by doing right. so. absolutely. So don't take that on your own shoulders. Do make sure that you note that the call was initiated by the patient, okay. because again, telehealth is all about the patient's contact first. Now, you can call them back, absolutely, but it was always patient contact first, patient called. Has, has pain. So make sure your notes reflect that the patient called um, and the date and, and or time, depending upon, you know, what cities you are as far as where you're, if you're logging it real time or if you're going back to log it. Great. So try to make sure to capture as much of that as possible and then make sure you use a reliable source. Now, just because they've relaxed the HIPAA laws and things like that, I, I still wouldn't want you to take a chance to not have something to prove your case. Right. Um, so something like a Zoom or, or the doxy.me. Um, I actually signed up for a doxy.me account because I wanted to see how easy it would be. It or yeah. it would be um, and if they were going to charge me money to do it. So I actually signed up, and it's basic, it's not even something you download to your phone. It's something you just access through the, through the cloud, and you would give your patient a, a registration number to come and meet you at the meeting.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Right. So it's very simple and very streamlined. Simple. They could do
2: it on their phone. They could do it on a computer. They wouldn't have to necessarily be on a computer to do it, but they could actually do it on their phone without downloading a program onto their phone.
1: Okay. And teledentistry means you can't just pick up the phone and consult over the phone. It has to be face-to-face, right? Is no. that what I was reading?
2: That's not, nope, nope. I mean, I thought so too for a long while. Okay. Um, But again, we're going to go back to make sure you record the conversation as much as you can, Okay. but that has to also go back to the simple diagnosis part of it. So if you, you can't diagnose infection when you can't see it. Okay. Um, So if I would say that kind of thing would be, I, you, they could diagnose that they have a suture loose or a liver clot or something like that. Okay. That's something that they can tell the symptoms by. They know what procedure was done and then they can follow through. You know what? Get a Q-tip and wipe that away and then tell me what happens. So again, you're still on the phone. You're directing the patient of what to do, um, but it's really not diagnostic. Right. Not looking inside the mouth. So I would always want to do a face-to-face when you have a new patient, established patient, especially when you're trying to determine should they come in should we take that tooth out? Is it something that might need a root canal and Ambasol might get them by for a few more days? Um, but at least then everything is logged and uh, and you're gonna get paid for some kind of work. Okay,
1: that's good. that's good to know because I always thought like, tell it, you know, in front face to face. I mean, you really can't diagnose somebody over the phone besides if you know, they just had a procedure in your office and, you know, right. there's after effects and post-op care and stuff like that. So it's good to know. And, right. and obviously a, a new patient that's never been seen at your office before, you don't know who they are unless you see them, you know, so it kind mm-hmm. of reassures you that that is who you're talking to on the phone, just like when they walk into the practice. I
2: also say, have them hold up their card to the screen Right. And back instead of having to take down all the information. Okay. Have something recorded, you could go back to see it. So have them hold it to the screen and like count to 20, flip it over and count to 20 so that you could go back and review that later. Whether it's dental or medical, either way, um, have them hold both up so that you can have something to go back to.
1: Okay
2: goes to making sure that we can keep them out of the emergency room and coming into your office if need yeah. be.
1: Yeah and that's the biggest thing is keeping them out of the emergency room that yeah. every dentist out there should be treating their active patient base and maybe even right. a guy that's never had a dentist just to keep right. these people out because like you said they're going to send them back to us or to a dentist anyways because there's usually not a dentist on call.
2: They can't, they can't treat what we treat. Mm -hmm. And so all they're going to do is give them a prescription and send them out. And it might not be the right thing. Right. And we don't want to, you know, we want to do our job still. And I get that, you know, you have some people laid off, but maybe you could pay those people hourly. Mm-hmm. To come in when you need them. Um, yeah, I understand they're probably on unemployment, but an hourly pace of something like that, a standby employment employee is able to do that.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, is also nowadays with you know all the you know tricky things with doctors being accused of doing things, you a doctor should never I see a patient alone. alone.
2: No, you know, never. So if you have
1: that. an employee that lives close by they could be the go-to person. Like I live an hour away from my practice, but Cassie mm-hmm. and Kim live, you know, one lives two blocks away, the other one lives 10 minutes. Right, away,
2: right. so have, a, have a number one, have a number two, because That's that right. number one might not be available right at the time that you need them. Right. And they also set up some parameters of your times. In other words, uh, it, it doesn't mean that you have to see a patient at 10 o'clock at night. Right. So you could you could teleconference or tele, telehealth with that patient and determine that, hey, we're gonna see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And I'm gonna work on making sure I have the staff there to meet you. Um so it but also it doesn't mean that you have to do that telehealth at 10 o'clock at night. Right. It means that at number one, it's patient initiated, call them back when you normally would have been in the office and then bill it out accordingly. Right. It doesn't mean, you know, you have to set that parameter, what you, and Jules, you know this more than I do, what you allow your patients to do, they will take it to the oomph degree. Right. Well, if you're going to let them call you at eight o'clock at night, they're going to push it to 10 o'clock at night. And if they get you at 10 o'clock at night, it's going to be midnight. Yeah. And they're going to tell their friends. So their friends call you at midnight too. So what we allow our patients to do will become the norm. So we don't want to get them into bad habits. The same with, you know, we don't want our kids to get in bad habits now that they're out of school. (laughs) Wow, putting together a schedule, which I really liked. Um, Yeah, true. and kids are going to be coming over, and I'm going to have a schedule yep. of what they are going to do. Not free
1: for all people. It's not yeah,
2: Hey, we're bored. <laughs> okay, well, what's on your schedule to do now? Yeah. Um, well,
1: and, and the things is, is is hopefully by now every practice has reached out to their patients and their active patients to let them know that you know we are only in the office from such and such hours. We are seeing majors. Here's the doctor's number. You know, it, mm-hmm. I think the communication is key. Um, what I was hearing from some of the hospitals around here, from some of the nurses that worked in that these offices, some of these offices have just shut up and they're not, right. and, you know,
2: and they're not, they're not accessible
1: calls. And I'm like, yeah. how can you do that? That's abandonment to their patients. So yeah,
2: you can't do that. And, and, it, and it's actually, it goes against the doctor's oath, uh, right? Of- uh, they have to be available for their practice and for their patients that are currently in. now for their new patients. They don't have to be available, but they have to be available for their existing patients. The
1: ones that you physically see and, yeah. you know, so so how do we find you and get a hold of you and all your awesome knowledge so that we Absolutely. can have all these practices during a time of chaos and confusion and and just give some sense of security in the, in the medical bill, billing world. How do we reach if you, Lori?
2: You can email me at Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E at devdent.com, D-E-V-D-E-N-T.com. My cell phone number is 425-280-1542. If you could shoot me a text, and then if we need to have a phone call, absolutely. But if as long as I know through text that you need to speak to me about something, it'll let me know if I'm doing a webinar or something like that that it it won't interrupt the webinar. Usually my phone's not on on, but definitely let me know um, because I am doing a lot of recordings lately, and so um, a phone call might not be advantageous at that time. But I could tell you, can I call you in an hour? So certainly would be willing and glad to speak with you just to go over some of the options for your team. Some of the things even that you could do and look for for uh, services already rendered that could possibly be medically billed as well.
1: Right. I mean, because this has been going on for a couple weeks. So there might be some things that are hanging out there that some just have questions. They don't know what to do with it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Um, know, they I don't know. I, they don't really know where to start or how to start. And and that's the thing, we're all just kind of finding our way through this whole
2: We sure are.
1: The whole thing. Yes, um, for me, not
2: traveling for two weeks is difficult. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, because you're always traveling. She,
2: Lori's always, always on the go. So always. <laughs> weird. I'm actually starting to get used to my dog again. <laughs> Your dog's like, who is this person home? I know. They, why is she in my house? <laughs> and I don't get to free roam everywhere? Pretty much. Oh.
1: well yes. thank you laurie for being on i appreciate you being on and all your wisdom as always and i look forward to seeing you again virtual hugs right yes. thumbs up thumbs up thank you all your dental assistants and like i said reach out to laurie at any time have your doctors reach out do some research about her amazing company they're awesome Devident. and um we hope to see you again